0: Read about Jesus. Consider how the forces of nature obeyed his very word. Ponder all these things and know that as you watch him and follow his footsteps, he is perfectly reflecting God.
1: Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire
0: Most people don't ever stop to think that Jesus wasn't just a nice guy or a loving inspirational personality, but he was very God wrapped in skin. Hi everybody, welcome to Life Talk. I'm Jeff Wickwire and thank you for joining us today. We're starting a new series I'm calling, Our King Has Come. It's a Christmas series and I know it's gonna bless you. Jesus once asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? His disciples shot back with several answers, but only one of them got it right. Peter said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Who do you think Jesus was? Have you ever sat down to ponder that question? Because your eternal destiny is riding on your conclusion. If that sounds strong, let's see what the Bible has to say about who Jesus was and what that means to us as we continue with our Christmas series. Here's the message Jesus was God. I'm going to talk to you today about part one. I'm just calling this Jesus was God. And I told you I was going to saturate you in Christology. That means I'm going to tell you who Jesus was and is and ever will be. Our faith is under attack in America. Not only are Christians under attack, but the God of the Christians is under attack. And that's okay. It doesn't bother God. Matter of fact, the Bible says he looks from heaven and laughs when he's attacked. But he is under attack and a lot of believers um, are hazy about who Jesus was and is. And I think when you get your Christology down, that is you really understand who Jesus was and is, then it gives you a certain boldness to go out and talk about him and tell about him. So I'm gonna pick a text that we're gonna read four weeks in a row and I want you to read it with me. It's Philippians 2, verses 5 through 8. It's four verses. And out of those four verses, I'm going to bring four messages. And I want you to read it out loud with me, good and loud, like you're the preacher and not me, okay? Because I love tormenting the devil by reading the Bible out loud, especially when it's really talking about the greatness of Jesus. Are you ready? Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery, To be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. That is just a mouthful. I could preach on that for a year. That is so profound. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this profound description of Jesus. And Lord, I pray for a supernatural revelation of understanding to come upon the people of God in this sanctuary. Who will hear it by radio, who are watching over the Internet. Lord, I pray that you will open our eyes to see the Width, the height, the breadth, the depth of Jesus, who He was, who He is, who it is we've been worshiping today. Now, church, will you breathe a prayer and say, Lord, renew my mind today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, God heard that prayer. He's going to do it. Amen. It's distressing to me how little in a lot of churches... Jesus is explained and described and expounded upon. We need to hear a whole lot more than God wants us blessed with the best parking space at the supermarket. We need to hear about Jesus, who we just worshipped. And I'm going to tell you, you can go up to most people and they're not going to tell you about Jesus what I'm about to tell you today. Just out of this word. I was talking to my mother last night. She said, what are you talking about tomorrow? And I told her. I said, Mother, I'm going to bring a message out from seven words, who being in the form of God. And she said, I don't know how you do that, Jeffrey. She's the only one that can call me Jeffrey. Jeffrey, I don't know how you do that, how you can speak for 40 minutes on those seven words. I said, Mother, I could talk a month on those seven words because the word of God is loaded with life. It pulsates with life. The Word of God is quick. That means living, and it's powerful. And so we're going to talk about Jesus today. This has been called the greatest description, one of the greatest descriptions of Jesus ever written in the history of the world. It is four verses that really solidify for us our Christology, what we understand about Jesus. Who saved us? You know, one day Jesus looked at his disciples and said, Who do men say that I am? They said, well, some say Elijah, some say this, some say that, some say the other. Then he looked at his own followers and said, but I want to know what you say. Well, who am I to you? And that's when Peter became famous. Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus admitted, he said, flesh and blood has not shown that to you, Simon, but my father who is in heaven. He understood who Jesus was. These verses describe what has been called his great condescension. Jesus condescended. That means he lowered himself. He humbled himself. When he came to be a man, he left the glories of heaven. And he stepped down into our world. He condescended to become one of us. When you look at that little baby in a manger that everybody is so sympathetic about and, oh, little baby Jesus, let me tell you, that was God wrapped in skin. And when Jesus did this, when he condescended, it was an incredible humbling process. That's what these verses are telling us. He humbled himself. He left his position in heaven that none of us could even begin to imagine what it was like. He left that and became a man so he could empathize with us, sympathize with us, feel our pain, hurt with us, and eventually die for us and rise from the dead on our behalf. This is inexplicable condescension because he didn't stop with becoming a man. Then he allowed the very men that he created to mistreat him and to abuse him, to hang him on a tree. He didn't call on the angels of heaven to come and rescue him, though he said he could have. But he said, no, I'm going to be obedient all the way to the death on the cross. This is inexplicable condescension. God allowed man He created to kill Him for their sake. Now, to really understand the profound nature of these verses, we see first that Christmas didn't start in Bethlehem. Christmas began way before. Christmas was conceived way before... The little baby was born in a manger, and that's what I'm going to talk to you about today. Christmas began, are you ready, in eternity past. Before the universe was even created, Christmas was conceived. That is, Jesus gave himself to come and die for us in the eternal counsels of God. It was decided he would do it, that he would be born as a human being, a baby. That was decided before God said, let there be light. And that's just a mind-blower. My mom said to me last night, she said, Jeffrey, I feel like my mind is a pretzel after talking to you. <laughs> I said, Mother, I feel my mind gets like a pretzel when I study these things because some of these things, you have to accept them by faith. We can't comprehend the greatness of our God. That's why Paul said his ways are past finding out. He's an awesome God, a mighty God, a profound God. If he didn't simplify himself where we can understand him, we would never begin to grasp the greatness of God. So Christmas began in eternity past. You say, well, how could this be? Well, let's begin with the very first thing Paul tells us about our Lord. And let me tell you four things about Jesus every Christian should know. The first thing we see in this passage is Jesus was God. Can you say that with me? Jesus was God. See, we just worship God in the form of Jesus Christ. He was way more than a first century hippie walking around in sandals with long hair, loving on people, saying neat things that we quote today. Jesus was very God walking around on earth. When he looked at you, God was looking at you. He read your mail without ever being told a thing about you because he was eternal God. Listen to what the verse said. Who being in the form of God... Another version says, who being in very nature, God. Another one says, who though he was God, Philippians 2.6. Now get this, Paul is telling us that Jesus was not just a representative of God. He was not just a spokesman for God. He was not just a teacher about God. But we're being told here, he was very God the Son. And when he comes back, it's God coming back in the form of the Son. That's why every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. You don't bow every knee on heaven and earth and under the earth unless you are dealing with God. Who though he was God, being in very nature God, being in the form of God. And you know that when you read the Bible, the Bible reveals that Jesus identified himself as God. He spoke of the glory which he had with the Father before the world was. Listen to John 17, 5. And now, Father, Jesus said, now his disciples are watching him pray. Others are listening to him pray. Watch this. In front of them, here's what he says. Now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. Catch that now. Because right there, Jesus' is claiming deity. The glory I had with you before the world began. And we know this is one of his claims because it got him into all kinds of trouble with the Jews. John 5.18 says, The Jews began trying all the more to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father. Then look at these next five words. Making himself equal with God. So Jesus made no bones about it. He left nothing to a question mark. He clearly said over and over again when he was on earth that he was not a typical human being. But he was God. Come to earth for you and me. And that's Christmas. Not just a little baby born. Oh, nice a little baby Jesus. God visited us in the form of Jesus Christ. Now, if I know somebody today and they're walking around going, you know what, Pastor Jeff, I just wanted to let you know that before God made the world, I was there with him and I just thought I'd let you know I'm God. What are you going to think about him? You're going to be saying, wonderful. How long have you felt this way? All the while, you're dialing 911. Either he was indeed, because I want you to see that The Bible doesn't leave us the option of saying, well, he was just a good man. He was just a good teacher. He was one of several world religious leaders that really rocked this world with their profound insights and their incredible charisma and all this stuff. He doesn't leave us that option. Jesus doesn't leave that option. You can't come away from the Bible and say, what do you think about Jesus? Oh, I think he was a great teacher. He was a great man. He was a great religious leader. No, he was not. No, friend. He was God. He was God wrapped in skin, incarnated to become one of us. So either he was God the Son or he was a delusional psychopath in need of a hospital. But let me ask you a question. Does a delusional psychopath teach the sublime things Jesus taught? Does a delusional psychopath heal the sick and raise the dead or live a short life of 33 years only to become the primary centerpiece of the human race to this day? No. He can't. So what are you doing with Jesus? What have you done with Jesus? Jesus. What have you concluded about Jesus? Who is he to you? Because I want you to know he doesn't leave you the option of just walking away from him as just another religious leader. He's not on the same level, he's not even in the same solar system of any other religious leader. Because he wasn't a religious leader, he was God's sacrifice lamb, God come to the human race to die for us and redeem us. And we see that after his death and resurrection, when the disciples went out preaching about him, this is what they said about him. They said that he was God. The Apostle Paul, in his letter to the Colossians, tells us plainly that Jesus, like God, was and is an eternally existing personality with no beginning and no end. Now that's where your mind is bent like a pretzel, because we don't understand something that has no beginning. Because in our world, uh, it's a finite world, we're all subject to time. We see things born, we see them grow up, we see them die. We see something created, we see it at its highest value, then we see whatever is created by man eventually ends up in a trash heap. That new Mercedes, that beautiful four-door sedan is 20, 30, 40 years from now going to be in some junkyard. Everything rots, everything decays in our world because we're subject to time. But God doesn't dwell in time. God dwells in eternity from everlasting to everlasting. He is God. And so watch this. So I know it's a mind bender, but listen, God never began. And neither did Jesus. Listen to John, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, the Word being Jesus, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Now what beginning? The beginning of creation. When God flung the stars into space and said, let there be light and let the birds fill the air and the fishes the sea. When all of that was happening for the very, very first time, when God was creating everything we see, touch, taste, and smell, He was there. Jesus was there. Living Bible says this, before anything else existed, there was Christ. I'm going to read that again. Before anything else existed, there was Jesus with God. Then it says He's always been alive and is Himself God, John 1, 1 and 2. So clearly the testimony of Scripture is that our Jesus who came into our hearts, who Poured his love out on us by the power of the Holy Spirit. Our Jesus was God. And he's coming back. He's coming back. So, can you say with me, he was, God. he was God? Now, the second thing I see here in these powerful verses, he was the perfect mirror reflection of God the Father. If you want to know what God that you can't see, as a matter of fact, the Bible says he's invisible. Jesus said He's invisible. God the Father is invisible. But if you want to know what the invisible God looks like and what He is like, if you want to know what His character is like and the way He sees you, the way He feels towards you, the way He feels towards the human race, you need only look at Jesus. He's the perfect mirror reflection of God the Father. Colossians 1.15, listen to this. The Bible says, Christ is the visible image of God of the invisible God. Hebrews chimes in with the same thing. He is the radiance of God's glory, the exact expression of his nature. He's the exact, precise, unerring reflection and representation of God's nature. Jesus is. People say, I'm afraid of that God that's in the Bible, that Old Testament fire-breathing fire breathing You know, smoke everywhere, thunder, lightning, scary, frightening, where the people were afraid to approach him. You're just seeing a part of what the Bible says about God. If you want to know what he's really like, look at Jesus. That's what the Bible says, look at Jesus. And Jesus, again, he said this very thing about himself. One day, he told a follower of his name, Philip. He said, if I've been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Philip had said, you know, Lord, wow, I've been following you for a while now. Can you just show us the Father? And Jesus said, what are you talking about? Because as you've walked with me and you've watched the way I love and heal and deliver and teach and you've seen my character, you've seen my nature, he said, Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen God the Father. Because I am the perfect mirror reflection of him. Look in your Bible and see his compassion on the sick and lost. Read the red ink. Just go home and look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read the red ink. Read about Jesus. Look in your Bible and watch his compassion on the sick and the lost. Watch him heal and comfort the downcast. Behold his mastery in understanding the heart of man. Like no one else. Consider how the forces of nature obeyed his very word. Ponder all these things and know that as you watch him and follow his footsteps, he is perfectly reflecting God. So say with me, he was God. He perfectly reflected God. And I see a third thing. Are you ready? He created all things. Our Jesus created all things. Well, wait a minute, I thought he was just God's son. And came to redeem us. I didn't know anything about all that. Watch this. He, Jesus, created all things. Listen, John 1, 3. All things were made through Him. And without Him, nothing, nothing, nothing. You know what that means in the Greek? Nothing. (laughs) Was made without... Him. All things were made through Him. And like I like to say, God don't make no junk. And God made you. And everything we can see, hear, taste, touch, and smell. Are you ready? He made it. The Living Bible says He created everything there is. Nothing exists that He didn't make. Hebrews, again, chimes in. Listen to it. He, God, has spoken to us through His Son, through whom He made the world and everything there is. The New Living Translation says, through the Son, He created the universe. Do you know that scientists to this day, cannot fully plumb the universe. They still have not gotten to the end of the universe. They always come back and say, we can't reach the end of the universe. It just goes and it goes. Solar system after solar system after solar system. It is unfathomable. It is unreachable. It is incomprehensibly huge. And I want you to know that that all came forth from the fingertips of Jesus. What a powerful thing to consider. Most people never stop to think during the hustle and bustle of Christmas who it is that stands at the center of this holiday. We sing the sentimental songs about a babe in a manger, never stopping to ponder that this was very God incarnate, that Jesus was God wrapped in flesh, that He came to earth on a rescue mission to deliver us from our sin and to secure our entrance into heaven. Have you ever really thought about that? If not, I urge you to take a moment and just think about the person of Jesus, who he was, why he came, and what that means to you. Here at Life Talk, we want nothing more than for you to experience success in your Christian life, and that's why we're making a very special offer to our Life Talk listeners. Here's our announcer to tell you more. Jesus Was God is the first message of Pastor Jeff's new series, Our King Has Come. You can own a copy of this four-CD set for just $20 plus shipping. Log on to livetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series, Our King Has Come, for only $30 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us For calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. Hi, this is Jeff Wickwire, the host of Life Talk Radio, and I've got some exciting news for you. It's been in my heart for quite some time to see our Turning Point worship team produce their own Christ-exalting music. And you know what? It's finally happened. TPC Worship's debut album, Mercy Triumphs, is available right now on iTunes and Amazon, or you can visit tpcfamily.org forward slash worship to get your copy today. That's tpcfamily.org forward slash worship and get your copy, and I know it's going to be a blessing to you.
1: been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station,